Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, May 30th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week, then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Well, I hope everyone had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. I hope it was all the relaxation you needed. It definitely helped me. So we also had a ton of sports going on. So let's just go ahead and skip right on to the world of baseball. And the A's have the worst record since 1900 through 53 games with only 10 wins. They are also now 10 and 45. The Oakland team has lost 11 straight in a row. That is the longest losing streak since 1995. They've also been swept eight times so far this season. If you, if they keep up this pace of losing, they will finish 29 and 133, which would be the most losses in the modern era of baseball. The current record is held by the 1962 Mets at 40 to 120. So yikes, not something you want to be known for. The Cubs upset the Rays on Monday night with a one-hitter by their pitcher Stroman. The Rays still lead the league with 39 wins, although the Orioles aren't too far behind with 35. And then to leave you with some positive baseball news, since we started with some negative news, White Sox relief pitcher Liam Hendricks is back after being diagnosed and treated for non-Hodgkin's lymphoma disease. He threw a pitch last night and his first pitch was a strike. I also want to go ahead and separate out NCAA baseball and softball. So, but we are going to tackle that next because there was a lot going on since we are in the postseason for both sports. We're going to go ahead and start with softball as we are further along in the process And after this week, there are eight teams left as the Women's College World Series is set. But let's go over what happened this weekend, and then I'll go through who the teams are in what to watch this upcoming week. And I am obviously biased. (laughs) We all know that. I went to the University of Oklahoma, but I do have to go through what happened in the Sooners Super Regional because number one, Oklahoma tied the longest winning streak at 47 straight games on Friday after their win over Clemson. The Sooners tied the record with the 1996-97 Arizona team. With a win on Saturday, they would hold the record all on their own. However, the Tigers put up a good fight. And this is where, if you are not a Sooner fan, I apologize, but you have got to hear this game went down. You can't write better stories. Game two started just like normal for the OU team. Two home runs in the first inning, singles, so we're up 2-0. Then we had some quick innings till about the fourth, and OU had another another solo home run and an earned run to bring the score to four. However, Clemson was batting second as technically OU is the host team, but they were technically away for game two. So Clemson then answered in the fourth with a three-run home run to bring the game back within one score. That began the Tigers' comeback. Clemson then had a hell of a fifth inning, racking up four more runs on home runs and walks and earned runs. So that put the Clemson Tigers up 7-4 to four on the Sooners. 
Then we go all the way to the seventh inning. So this is the final inning. We have two, a we being Oklahoma in this case. <laughs> Oklahoma has two on base and yet two outs. And the Stooners and their streak were in huge trouble. That was until Hansen came up to bat. And on an 0-2 count, she hits a home run to tie the game and we go into extra innings. It took till the ninth before OU had another home run, and that was the game. So again, Clemson did end up batting after that, but OU's pitching shut them out thanks to Jordy Ball. So OU does now hold the NCAA longest win streak record alone with 48 before the Women's College World Series begins this next week. Also, only two Super Regionals went to three games. Number 15, Utah versus San Diego State and Alabama and North. number 5, Alabama versus number 12, Northwestern. San Diego State barely beat Utah late on Friday night before losing 10-1 to on Saturday and 7-2 to on Sunday. And then number 12, Northwestern upset number 5, Alabama 3-1 to on Friday before the Crimson Tide took it back with close games 2 to 1 and 3 to 2 on the weekend. All 8 teams that are in the college the Women's College World Series are ranked teams. We did have 3 that made it past the regional round, but they are all out now. So number three, Florida State and number six, Oklahoma State were the first to punch their tickets winning in straight games. That is technically a tennis term, but it kind of appears in this one since it's best of three on Friday. Number nine, Stanford has also made their first Women's College World Series since 2004. The remaining teams are also number four, Tennessee and number seven, Washington. Now, on the men's side, so baseball postseason also began this week, or will begin this week. We had conference championships this past weekend. We have 10 SEC teams that made the postseason. That ties the record for the most, which was set back in 2014. However, eight will host regional rounds, and that is a new record. The ACC is next with eight teams in the in the postseason, as well as the Big 12 has six and the Pac-12 has five. Now, Vandy has the longest streak of 17 postseasons made. Texas has the record for most overall with 62, which is a new record. Tulane went 19 and 40 this season, but won the American Conference. So they are officially the team with the most losses ever to make the postseason. Oral Roberts has a 18-game win streak on the line. And then they did not have any team debut in their postseason for NCAA baseball, but Penn has had the longest drought until this time when they were in for the first time since 1995. Moving along to NBA basketball, as that is obviously we've been going on and we do have finals set. So that kind of is a little bit of a spoiler, but I'm going to go over what happened anyway. So early in the week, the Nuggets swept the Lakers in just four games. So they are going to their first NBA finals. And then the Heat looked to do the same in game four at home, but the Celtics did avoid that sweep in dominant fashion, winning 116 to 99. They went off on three-pointers, shooting 40%. The Boston team then went on a run to try and do something that has literally never been done before. Teams are 0 and 150 when being down three games into game four, but 
they were going to try. Game five was over by half with the Celtics being up 17. Game six was on Saturday and it was a lot closer, but the Celtics did get the W by just one point on a buzzer beater to take the series to a potentially historic game seven on Monday night. And yet there's a reason why teams who are up three to nothing are 150 to zero as the Heat won in dominant fashion, 103 to 84. And that was also Celtic star Tatum went out of the game with an ankle twist. I don't believe it's fully, it's a twisted ankle. He just kind of tweaked it and then he was out of the game. The Heat are the first eight seed to make the NBA Finals since 1999. So we will see the Nuggets versus the Heat. Also, the 76ers hired former Raptors head coach Nurse. He is well known for his defensive game and took the Raptors from allowing the fewest steals while also logging the most steals of any team since the stat started, which was the mid-70s. So the 76ers are set, and the Suns look to be closing in on hiring their head coach as well. No news had dropped as of yet. A tiny bit of football news as the Cardinals have released wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. This is mostly due to salary cap issues, and that release of Hopkins gives the team about $8 million in wiggle room. So we'll see who picks up the stellar wide receiver. Also, the NFL is thinking about taking the ball to the 25 after fair catches are called. So that would be a new rule for the NFL, but that is not new as of college football. In the world of golf, you might have heard chanting for USA at the Charles Schwab Challenge in Fort Worth over the weekend. However, I personally was cheering for an Argentinian as Argentinian Emiliano Grillo took the lead on the 16th hole after the rookie hall fell apart. And Grillo had a two-shot lead going into the final hole of the entire weekend and looked to have it in hand before his tee shot inconveniently went into the concrete drainage canal. It literally floated back 150 yards before catching and finally stopping on a rock. Literally never seen anything like that in my life of watching golf. That obviously ruined his lead. He had to drop and take a penalty. And so we did head up, head into a playoff with American Adam Shank. Yes, that is actually his last name. It is a terrible name for a golfer. First playoff hole had no definitive result as they went back to the 16th for the second playoff hole, and that's when Grio made a five-foot birdie. This was his second PGA Tour win. His other was back in 2015 in Napa. And the reason why most of us, or at least a lot of us, were cheering for Grio, who, even though he wasn't American, because he had an extremely cute moment with these kids while he was prepping for the playoff, he invited two fa young fans to hit some shots with him on the first tee. And then, of course, he gave them signed paraphernalia after he won the playoff. But good karma comes back around. So it was just nice to see that as well. Also, Scotty Scheffler aced the eighth hole on Sunday as well. We also had a live golf event this week in Washington, D.C. at Trump National. And for the first time, Harold Varner III wins in on a birdie on the last hole to take his first win in the United States. And so a huge congratulations to HV 
three and his entire family. Um, I know his wife, uh, and it's just so nice to see him get a win here in the United States. So congratulations. He won by one stroke over Brendan Grace. So congratulations, Harold Varner, on your win there. Moving on to hockey as the Stanley Cup playoffs and finals are officially set. So let's go over what happened over the last week. The Panthers swept the Hurricanes and the Florida team scored with just 2.4 seconds left in game four to take the sweep. This will be their second appearance in the Stanley Cup final. The Golden Knights looked to do the same thing to the Stars on Thursday in just four games, but the Dallas team finally got one back in overtime to start their comeback. Remember last week, the Dallas team had literally been leading and then we gave up the lead and then we went to overtime, I believe it was twice, and literally within 90-something seconds, the Golden Knights would win in overtime over the Stars. So it was nice to see the Dallas team get one back in overtime. So they did avoid the sweep. The Dallas team then also won game five in regulation this time, but that is where the comeback train stopped. Last night, the Vegas team put the Stars to shame, just destroying them, winning six to nothing. So... The Stanley Cup Finals are the Florida Panthers versus the Golden Knights of Las Vegas. A little bit of Olympic news and some random college sports for you, but Notre Dame won their first lacrosse national championship this weekend. They beat Duke to take that natty. Canada, also a little bit of hockey news, but it's more on the Olympic side as it is team-based. So Canada wins uh, men's hockey worlds over Germany. They won 5-2. to two. No shocker there, really. I mean, sorry, shocker, Canada wins the hockey world championships. No. But the United States and Latvia were in the bronze medal match that went into overtime. Then Latvia ended up coming out victorious, and Parliament declared it a national holiday the day after. After um, they finished third, since it was their best finish ever. And if you're like, man, that seems really extreme. Hockey is actually that nation's top sport. So it was a huge deal for Latvia. So United States takes fourth. American shot putter Ryan Krauser broke his own world record again on Saturday at the LAGP. So in track and field. The new mark is 23.56 meters. He is the first person to ever throw over 23.5. Previously, his world records was 23.37. It was, we were on notice the entire time. His first two throws were like right around his world record. So we pretty much knew something big was coming. Um, also, it was regionals weekend for NCAA track and field athletes. So this was just a qualifying meet to get into nationals, which will take place in two weeks in Austin, Texas. Sticking with some summer Olympic sports, World Aquatics may move their headquarters to Hungary. They have started that process as Hungary has hosted Worlds in 2017 and 2022 and will again in 2027. So they would move away They're currently with the rest of the IOC in Switzerland, but they're looking to make that move into Hungary. And then finally, we have some tennis news as the French Open began last week. And number two overall seed on the men's side, Medvedev, lost in the first round and is out. 
There really were no other huge upsets in round one, and we're currently in the middle of round two. Americans Coco Golf, Sloan Stevens, and Madison Keys are all still in, but so is Polish tennis champ and defending champ Iga Swiatek. On the men's side, Spanish Alcarez and, of course, Djokovic are still in as well. There are actually 10 American women of the 18 that are still in that second round, whereas only five American men advanced to the second round over six of the 16 that were possible. So there will be a new champ on the men's side as Nadal is the reigning French Open champ and he is not competing. That pretty much wraps up what happened over the last week. Now let's go over what to watch this upcoming week. And as always, we start with some MLB baseball. Tonight, the Phillies at the Mets at 7 on TBS. Then the Thursday, catch the Angels at the Astros at 7-10 on Fox Sports 1. Then Friday, you can catch a couple of games on Apple TV+. Plus. If you don't have that, though, we skip to Saturday as the Guardians take on the Twins or the Yankees at the Dodgers at 6:15 on Fox, followed by the Cubs at the Padres at 9:10 on Fox Sports 1. And then Sunday wrapping up the MLB weekend, the Cardinals at the Pirates at 10:35 on Peacock, and the Yankees at the Dodgers at 6 on ESPN. In the NCAA baseball world, we have postseason regionals starting on Friday. So I'm going to go through the teams once. And then from there, only about half of the teams are actually televised. The rest you can catch on ESPN plus. And then I have to go basically with general game times and what channels they're going to be on because it just depends on <laughs> what happens in that region. It is double elimination. So on Friday, the half of the regionals you can catch is UConn versus Texas Tech at 11 a.m. on ESPNU. Kentucky then plays Ball State at noon on SEC Network. Campbell plays no NC State at noon on ACC Network. LSU faces Tulane at, at 2 p.m. on ESPNU. Tennessee takes on Charlotte at 5 on ESPNU. East Carolina will face the Oklahoma Sooners at 6 on ESPN2. Iowa takes on UNC at 6 on ACC Network. Vandy, number 1, versus Eastern Illinois at 7 on SEC TCU takes on Arizona at 8 on ESPNU. And finally, Texas A&M versus Cal State Fullerton at 9 on ESPN2. Then on Saturday, we have, and Saturday and Sunday, both are actually the same. So for Saturday's though lineup, you can catch NCAA regional games at 11, 2, 5, and 8. And those channels, they will be on ESPN, ESPN2, SEC Network, and sometimes ACC Network. Same exact schedule goes for Saturday as Sunday. And again, it is double elimination. Sorry, I can't give you a little bit more specifics than that, but that's the specifics that I get as well. Going over to softball, though, Thursday we begin the College World Series. Number four, Tennessee versus number five, Alabama at 11 a.m. on ESPN. Then number one, Oklahoma takes on number nine, Stanford at 1.30 on ESPN. Number three, Florida State takes on number six, Oklahoma State at six on ESPN. And finally, a Pac-12 matchup of number seven, Washington versus number 15, Utah at 8.30 on ESPN. Friday, we then see game five is losers of the first two games. So Tennessee, Alabama and Oklahoma, Stanford, they will play at six on ESPN. Game six is the losers of the second two games. So Florida State, Oklahoma State and Washington, Utah, they will play at 830 on ESPN. 
Then on Saturday, you have the winners of the first two games play in game seven. They will play at two on ABC. Game eight will be the winners of the second two games at six on ESPN. So you basically, if you win your first game, you end up going to the winner's bracket. And if you lose, you go to the loser's bracket. If you are in the loser's bracket, you have to win the entire rest of the way because it is double elimination. So you cannot drop another game. Whereas if you are in the winner's bracket, you can drop another game, which I'll get to in a second. That will be Monday night. So on Sunday, this is where it gets a little complicated. Sunday is game nine, winner of game five. So those loser games versus the loser of the game eight, which is the winner winners games. They play at two on ABC. Then game 10 is winner of game six versus loser of game seven. So again, winner of those losers games and loser of those winners games at 6 p.m. on ESPN two. Those are basically to determine who is going in to the fine, like quote unquote semifinals, let's call it. Monday is the semifinals winner of game seven versus winner of game nine at 11 a.m. on ESPN. Winner of game nine has lost at some point because they either like lost the first game and that's how they got there or they lost the second game. And so that's how they got there. So either way, winner of game seven versus winner of game nine, they play at 11 on ESPN. And then if the if the winner of game nine wins, then you have a game three for that matchup to end up having a double elimination for either team. Same thing goes with the next game, which is the winner of game eight versus the winner of game 10. They play at six on ESPN. Same thing. If we need a game three, that will also be played. So the final will be a best of three series and that will begin on Tuesday, June 6th. If that was as clear as mud, it's a little bit harder to explain just, um, just talking about it and it's a lot easier to see it on paper and then it's a lot easier in the bracket form which is on the blog the girlfriend's guide to sports so check that out if that just really confused you (laughs) moving on to NBA this is very straightforward as the finals obviously begin this week Thursday is game one so we get a nice little break game one is heat at the nuggets at 7 30 p.m on ABC Game two will be Sunday. Again, heat at the Nuggets. Then we will switch and go to Miami, but that will be next week. Moving on to football, we do have some USFL, and that will begin Saturday, Houston at Pittsburgh at 11 a.m. on USA, followed by Philly at Birmingham at 2 on NBC. Sunday, Memphis plays New Jersey at noon on Fox, followed by Michigan at New Orleans at 3 On the PGA Tour this weekend, we have the Memorial Tournament, which begins round one on Thursday. You can catch that at two on Golf Channel. Same goes for Friday with round two. Saturday, catch Memorial round three at 1230 on Golf Channel, and then we switch over to CBS at 130. Same goes for the final round on Sunday of the Memorial. That will be 1230 on Golf Channel and 130 on CBS. Hockey. We literally only have game one this week, so it is only on Saturday. The Stanley Cup final, game one, Panthers at the Golden Knights at 7 on TNT. Game two will also be in Vegas before we make the switch over to Florida. Um, Game two will be Monday, so just be ready for that. We also have another Formula One weekend this weekend. So Sunday, catch the Spanish Grand Prix at 8 a.m. on ESPN. This weekend's Monaco 
uh, Formula One GP was actually very exciting for once. So um, I'm not a huge F1 fan because of that, but it actually was exciting. Um, and then moving on, the only times we have French Open that is on regularly scheduled cable is on Saturday. The third round will be at 11 a.m. on NBC. And then the fourth round will also be televised on Sunday at 11 on NBC as well. That wraps it up for me this week. Again, lots going on. I hope you had a wonderful long weekend. So we will be back to regularly scheduled programming with the podcast on next Monday because it is obviously not a holiday. So thanks so much for being flexible with that. And I will catch you all next week. 